Hello, welcome to the Mint Gold Dust Podcast. My name is Peter Sparacino, and today we're talking to the prolific, multidisciplined pair of artists, Lily Hong Lei. Lily Hong Lei is an artistic duo of Chinese descent who creates art across a variety of mediums that explores and compares cultural intersections, specifically Chinese culture merged with the world, as well as nature and pure light and form. The spirit of the work remains constant as they explore that work's impact through a slew of disciplines, from traditional painting to AR art, VR art, and video art. Their commitment to their work is tireless, and their art has been shown in museums worldwide as well as countless collaborations, exhibitions, and presentations. Hello, everybody. We are very happy today to have uh, Lili and Hong Lei. Uh, another couple in uh, life and art um, and um, yeah so I just wanted to say that you really are one of the most fascinating couples in the world of art and technology uh, today uh, you are Chinese but you have been living in the US um, for a while um, and I think that this is also present in your works um, and so the yin and yang combination uh, appears uh, very evident in any creation that you make um, from the themes to the techniques um, so i just wanted to start talking about um you know like who is lily who is honley and uh, your art practice uh, you know everything like started from paintings and then the addition of technology just tell us who you are and what you do Okay, um, let's uh, probably start from the very beginning. <laughs> I was uh, born in Beijing, China uh, in the 70s. So when the country was uh, poor and isolated from the West. So I started practicing in video art, such as painting, drawing relatively young uh, when I entered the art high school at age 15. So I actually loved the Asian aesthetics and uh, uh, cultural traditions, uh, including like ink painting, folk arts. This uh, mm. uh, just has a lasting um, influence uh, on, on my art creativity. So, but through my formal art training at the school, um, I became intensely interested in the Western culture. And I actually moved to Germany for um, less than two years. Um, uh, moved to there when I was uh, 19. So over oh. there, I, <laughs> I had my first uh, solo show uh, with oh. uh, 50 paintings, actually. <laughs> paintings, mixed media, uh, exploring wow. different uh, visual styles from realism to post-impressionism to abstract. So. Um, but afterwards, I moved back to Beijing and kept focusing on um, painting and also uh, in in different um, different genres, even like conceptual art. But I, I keep uh, exploring until the late nineties. Uh, my focus switched to digital art once I I moved to New York in two thousand four. So. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, uh, I'm Hong Lei Li. Uh, my passion on art uh, start, started very early. Uh, I also went to the same art school with Lily. 
Uh, one, uh, yeah, one of the benefit besides that we meet each other over there uh, was uh, that school had an amazing artwork collection. Uh, so I basically learned art uh, by uh, reading the masterpieces. Uh, and later, I spent several years uh, just uh, in studio, made uh, 700 oil paintings. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that wow. number is, uh, yeah, I, I, I cannot believe it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, experimenting the painting styles uh, throughout the art history. Uh, and the same as Lilith, uh, it also took turn for me at the year 2000 when I moved to America. Uh, at that time, as a, uh, a new immigrant, I lost the condition of creating art uh, uh, with painting. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, I regularly visited uh, galleries in New York and uh, oh. yeah, received the influence from video art. Uh, yeah, at that point, I decided to uh, uh, to pin to pin movies, uh, so I pin on paper with uh, a large quantity uh, to bring what I call the, the fourth uh, dimension, uh, time duration, okay. into paintings. Yeah, by this way, I can depict the uh, same subject uh, through different aspect or tell uh, a whole story with uh, many different scenes, such as uh, uh, the butterfly lovers. Oh, uh, yes. One thing we've heard from a lot of um, digital artists is that this is the opportunity for their work to come alive, to start to move. But you, you've been doing that for a long time, it sounds like. You started out, like that's something that has been an ongoing process for you. And mm -hmm. so that's been a part, part of your work from the beginning? I, I think that's uh, uh, started oh, uh, around 2000. 2004. Yeah, uh, around 2003, 2003 or 2004. That, yes. That's when you moved here. Sorry. Well, I yeah. meant when you moved here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The, I yeah. think our, our work involved animation uh, right from that time. Yeah. yeah it's been a while. <laughs> so okay. we, we just uh, uh, kind of animate the, animate the painting um, for a while. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, the situation after I moved to New York, you know the uh, the living condition. Uh, you won't have a big studio uh, to to make the painting on canvas, and also uh, we always need to move just to follow the alternative of uh, yeah. just uh, surviving. So yeah. it's it gonna be really hard to carry all those uh, paintings. That's why I made decision just go on the paper, and when it's dry, just roll it up, put in a tube. So super easy to carry them. <laughs> and, and, and also because the process is simpler, so I can it will allow me to make a big quantity uh, to make the animation. Yeah, immigrant experience. Immigrant artist experience. Yeah, and I mean it. It's so um, cool. I mean, I feel we have uh, so much to learn from artists like you. You know, like who really have been doing this as a condition, a need, a curiosity towards the tools for a long time ago. I mean, not just now because of blockchain. And sometimes I can laugh because, you know, when I talk to Lili, she's like, okay, you know, like you have to help me now to mean this and to put it on the blockchain, but they have a huge experience with technology. They just, you know, it was there and they have been doing like amazing projects that 
often are let's say sponsored by um you know like more um institutionalized uh like um realities right um just because really like probably before uh, the the crypto art space digital art is very difficult the market for digital art is very difficult to carry so uh they have been doing this amazing work and uh, at least i'm very happy that it was recognized even in new york so they have a lot of support from institutions uh, but mm -hmm. now it was like you know like now it's, it's it's time to put it out there and you know to let people enjoy it and and collect it so it's it's very it's very fascinating when you have to deal with people who have been doing this uh right uh a long time before you you like you uh, meaning me and all of us yeah um, yeah we actually call it the fine arts school <laughs> <laughs> yeah in, the, in the art school yeah that's a, that's how the faculty the faculty member called the the animation based on painting uh the, they label it fine arts film. <laughs> so fine it's been film. Yeah, we, we actually had a lot of opportunity like uh, for exhibitions, uh, um, their recognition from uh, institutions, but but it's just really hard to get onto the art market. So that's something just uh, quite illogical. There's something yeah. significant to the culture, but it's it's not included in the art market. That's something we think there really needs to be something change, um, change for better. That's yeah. We yeah, and, and I think and I think yeah. that the blockchain and the NFT space can help with this. I mean, besides all the speculation that you hear about, there are situations mm -hmm. like this where really uh, a certain kind of art. I mean, art made with certain tools. Uh, needs to be supported and to be sustainable. So hopefully, hopefully we 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 are going to make it with uh, the crypto art space. So yeah. now I discovered that there's not a technological part and a physical part. Both of you guys uh, have been doing this like separately and uh, since uh, many years. Lily, you started by yourself, right? And uh, Honle, you started by yourself like you were already doing the fine art uh film <laughs> right well what's the first piece you guys made together where it kind of combined your two disciplines actually mm. that's the butterfly lovers oh yeah yeah <laughs> that, was, that was the first one yeah, yeah, yeah. first one mm -hmm. do you understand so. peter we have it we have it on the platform <laughs> yeah i mean i'm yeah. honored <laughs> yeah their, their uh, experiment before, uh, but I think this one is a, uh, it's a really mature in terms of uh, collaboration. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, from that one, we just uh, fully participated on the same same piece. Uh, and then we realized uh, maybe we even need to just name uh, two of us uh, with a team name. I think that's, a, yeah, that's the beginning, so quite yeah. significant. Yeah. <laughs> It wow. is very significant. See, and now we find its place, um, yeah, on on the blockchain. Um, and so, as we can see from this artwork that you were just talking about, and many other artworks that I, uh, for my own luck, I know uh, that uh, by you guys, you know, there is this very strong encounter between tradition and technology. It's like this very strong duality. Um, 
which, which really is one of the biggest peculiarities of your art, uh, this perfect combination of the two. And um, so what does this union mean for you too as immigrants and artists? So you talked a little about your um, immigrant artist life, but like the tradition and technology, this duality, what does it mean for you as immigrants, as artists? And can you talk to us about like, um, uh, how this uh, technology and uh, tradition um, is um, treated in the piece that you are presenting on Mingle Dust, the one that you were just talking about. How do they combine together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about the butterfly lovers. Oh, um, yeah, 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 just uh, this work uh, that we are presenting, uh, I think it's a perfect example uh, of our experience uh, as uh, immigrants and uh, Asian-American. Uh, yeah, the Butterfly Lovers, uh, the, that's the t- title, uh, a short animated film made with uh, a series of original oil paintings. Uh, uh, I created this through uh, uh, totally about, uh, just in uh, about the whole year. Uh, it's in- inspired by a popular uh, Chinese uh, folktale. Uh, it reflects uh, on Asian American identity and uh, immigrant experience uh, in Western big city. Yeah, the works uh, take a symbolic uh, approach, uh, integrating Eastern aesthetics uh, with a realistic uh, depiction of uh, New York City. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me talk, talk a little bit more uh, about the content of the film. The protagonist. Uh, uh, dressed uh, in traditional uh, Chinese opera costume, uh, roam New York City at night. Uh, they <laughs> emerge at uh, Times Square and uh, along the uh, seven train that leads to the immigrant neighborhood in Queens, where they live. Uh, the male can be seen vomiting blood, uh, blood in front of uh, a fish tank in a Chinese restaurant. Uh, their struggling spirit is uh, reflected by the uh, gesture of uh, shooting an uh, invisible arrow towards the uh, uh, Statue of uh, Liberty and uh, Alice Island. Uh, the location, Alice Island, uh, is the location where all immigrants uh, had to pass their exams uh, to enter the states in the yeah. past. Yeah. And in the last scene, the female appears. Uh, Standing along on the along on the Manhattan Bridge, uh, that connecting to the original story uh, that the male per, uh, protagonist passed away after vomiting blood, and the female facing a decision of uh, her own fate. Very cool. So we have a, a Jinju in Times Square. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> costume, mm, yeah, amazing that's opera it. costume. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where the song comes from. Yeah, yeah uh, let me just uh, add one um, uh, point just uh, uh, about the artistic style. Uh, just like uh, many of our, our other projects, uh, the work applied very strong contrast between the character and in the foreground and the metropolitan landscape in the background. So this relationship, we call it the dialectical harmony. Uh, this contrast often appears in our artworks, uh, which integrate the Eastern cultural tradition with the new imaging technology. So 
for us, the, the force of uh, creativity is, uh, um, is always a result of uh, collisions of opposing energies, uh, such as those of the traditional and the contemporary, or the East and West. So when this uh, contradictory force, the forces converge, I think the outcome um, become more powerful. By achieving both innovation and the preservation of a cultural heritage, um, which is our ideal for art making. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, the whole. See, it, it, it is the yin and the yang. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Very beautiful. And um, let's arrive to crypto art. Mm -hmm. and the crypto art space. Um, so this is uh, one of the first times, it's not the first time and I witnessed that, but it's uh, one of the first time that you tokenize an art piece. Um, I mean, we did it together for the pieces that we showed in Rome, but um, we, uh, how, so we just talked a little about this, but I want to know how you see the potential of the space for the future and for your art? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are relatively new in the crypto art space, um, but we see this uh, uh, crypto art space has a transformative um, impact to the art world, given the future of uh, the digital econ economy. Um, so we, we realize how much we really need to learn about this a whole new landscape built around uh, blockchain technology. But I think as artists, uh, we, in many ways, our work is looking at the uh, big picture of our era and being visionary and uh, pioneer uh, for making some uh, positive change to, to society. So, as we can see, the blockchain uh, has been utilized in many industries already, uh, like in transportation, finance. And so yeah. they, are, uh, they help um, enhance the efficiency and the productivity. So we, we can see it's doing the same thing uh, to arts. Mm -hmm. um, so, of course, we, we can escape some uh, uh, critical uh, questions around cryptocurrency. Um, and there has been the heated debate about the environmental impact, yeah. security, stability issues. Um, and we have been following these uh, developments uh, closely. But what we see, uh, it's evident that the blockchain technology, especially like uh, Ethereum, um, which the crypto art mostly depend on, is capable of upgrading and improving itself for a sustainable future. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, what we see. And also importantly in the artwork, uh, as I shared at the beginning, in the contemporary art landscape, we really need a new force, which is more open and, and in terms of mm -hmm. a cultural inclusivity and innovation. Uh, it's just illogical when the uh, digital art <laughs> such a significant role uh, already in the culture, but it just can find its place in artwork, uh, in the art market. So I think crypto art has been changing this uh, uh, scenario 
And this change really has been long overdue because if artists um, involved in digital art can get rewarded for their talent, time, or training in digital art, they have to um, they have to work for other parties instead of their independent work. So their independent work creativity may become suppressed, so, which is a great waste for the society as a whole. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And um, thanks to crypto art, which is part of the Web3, um, the <laughs> Internet of Value and Blockchain Culture, so the new media art, digital art, have become um, recognized and valued as never before. It's just not exaggerating to say the crypto art has created a market for digital art, which didn't exist before. Yeah, we have already been seeing this uh, significant change. And also the trend we see, the trend might even go beyond digital art. Uh, like during the pandemic, we, we saw the major art museum like Fizi um, minted NFT for their physical art collection <laughs> and included in the in the auction with this hybrid mode model. Uh, so in the future, either digital hybrid or purely traditional art like painting may all benefit from uh, partaking in crypto art market. Because if we just envision that once uh, digitalization of a major currency becomes a reality around the world, when most people own the um, digital wallet, so the trading of uh, digital art, crypto art, will be just at people's fingertips. So how much we will still rely on the physical gallery and those uh, gatekeepers of uh, the artwork to sell and collect artworks in the future, right? So we already see more and more serious artists, critics, uh, galleries, museums, auction houses engaging in the uh, crypto art space. So it already brought transformative change to the art world and that we think it will continue doing so. Yeah, that's our view. Mm -hmm. right. So I'm a lot of these changes that you're talking about uh, were kind of that they're in the future, especially the, the democratization of the process yeah. and um, where there's not the gatekeepers are now, you know, outside the gates, you know, they, they don't have the say of, say of who really gets in. So these things are in the future. Are are you seeing uh, benefits in the near term from being in the crypto art space? Like, are there things, whether it's the community, the tools, things like what well, that maybe aren't years off, but are months off or weeks off? Um, just, just because you're talking about things in the future, are there things in the now, mm -hmm. in the present that are equally beneficial? Um, we said the since as a, a minority artist, especially uh, enthusiastic in partaking the crypto art, um, mm. so it seems like this uh, this uh, really provides this opportunity um, for for minority artists, and uh, of course also also other digital artists to. Um, 
at least participate the the art market immediately yeah. at, at the present. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I said I said the the crypto art already created the market for yeah. the digital art. Yeah, which didn't exist before. Okay, so that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also there is still so much to explore. I keep saying this, but I have been having conversations with lots of artists and really what we discovered um, about the application of the blockchain to art until now, it's pretty much just for the market, of course, like a beautiful market, rewarding market for artists and um, copyrights that we call uh, royalties and everything. But even like the application of, in the future, I believe that the application of the blockchain and smart contracts in the creative process, like that artists will play with smart contracts and embed it inside the, the artwork itself. So uh, eventually it will even get more creative. For now, we're just using it for transactions, but mm -hmm. there's so much that we can do with smart contracts even to create uh, the actual art piece. And I'm sure that you guys will be there since you have been doing this. It's like you are always like at the, it's the next stop on the road. Yeah, cut, yeah. next cutting edge. <laughs> so, um, do we want to ask them our signature question? Yes. So, Lily and Honley, what is uh, gold dust for you? Um, the gold dust for us, I think, symbolizes. Uh, creative energy inspired by the collisions of opposing forces, um, such as those of a traditional and contemporary East-West. Uh, if we look into history, in medieval and uh, Renaissance art, the gold embodies the celestial or the heavenly light. Uh, in other words, the eternity and unchangeable. Um, Fast, on the other hand, is fluid, transforming and evolving, therefore ephemeral. So the gold dust is eternity versus ephemeral. So there's a di dialectical relationship of harmony between these two forces inspires the creativity, uh, which also manifested by our own art practice uh, that develops visual expression rooted in cultural heritage but reflecting our current era and looking into the uh, digital future so we think that the creative energy inside of humanity is just unstoppable and artistic creativity just like the gold dust is uh, everlasting and forever evolving um, the Mint Gold Dust as a new platform built upon this uh, uh, latest blockchain technology will be able to inspire new forms of art, uh, supporting artists with uh, distinctive visions and uh, creative impulse. Uh, that's a force turning the momentary beings into perpetuity. So Gold Dust as a platform we think is identifying valuable art through curation and perpetuating these artworks through technology and art market.
Thank you again for joining us on the Mint Goldust podcast. And thank you to Lily Hongley for being here as well as for being one of Mint Goldust 8 Genesis artists. Lily Hongley has created an art piece centered around the theme of gold dust, which will premiere on mintgolddust.com at the launch of Mint Goldust. Thank you again, and we will see you on the next podcast. <laughs>